Blog Talk Radio. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Do this to you. You're going to have to pull close somehow. What, what their problem is. Hello, welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Saturday, August the 15th, 2009. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie. We're coming at you live right here in Columbus, Ohio, with fresh news on victimization and fraud every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We are going to have a great show tonight, okay? But before we get started, let's lay down some rules now. When you call in to speak or to give your comments, please turn your speakers down on your phones. That's all I have to say about that now. Now, we have a great show today. We are going to be talking about human trafficking, okay? Now, that's going to be an interesting combination here because that's definitely victimization and fraud. And we have a guest that is going to come on to the show that's going to talk about this. Her name is Miss Marlene Carson, who is the founder of Rahab's Hideaway, and she deals with the issues on human trafficking. And if you have any comments, questions, as we are uh, going through this program, please feel free to express yourself. You can contact us at 347-884-8684. Get on the show and tell us how you feel about it. And you can also contact us at WClarty at Families and Victims of Fraud. And you can contact Brother Blondie, of course, at Hotmail.com. That is Brother Blondie at Hotmail.com. You can, again, contact WClarty at Families and Victims of Fraud or through Brother Blondie at Hotmail.com. That is Brother Blondie at Hotmail.com. We will be right back. Yeah, what's the Can I get a Hennessy on the rocks? And uh, Long Island Red Team, thank you. You are the line, kid. It's better for you to be all over the place. Yeah, what's the gun? Slow down. Slow down. Yeah, James, get off me. Would you slow down? Like everyone was chasing my fun ass. But when a layer walked in, the whole place went bananas. I'm paying for most of my perks. And they offer nothing free Chris down the works. Like I'm just not good look dope. I brought me a bottle so I wouldn't look broke. Step like a big Willie Bush while player. Thank you. 
1,000 and hand up. One more police for my girlfriend, Amanda. Rick, honey, with that butt like a pound, wanna buy you a Well, all right, we are back right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I am Lardy Miss Clardy, and of course, your favorite Brother Blondie, who is my co-host, is back at you. Brother Blondie, could you tell us who was that playing and singing on the radio? I sure can, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. Good evening, everybody. This is Brother Blondie, your co-host of Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. You just heard the sounds of the late, great Aaliyah, along with Slick Rick with the remake of that famous Marvin Gaye Motown classic, Got to Give It Up. Oh, got to give it up, huh? Now, that sounds mighty interesting. So, we're talking about today about the modern day of human trafficking. And as we are waiting for our guests to come on to the show, we're going to share a few articles that we have read on this situation called human trafficking. And what we're going to start with is we're going to start with an article that came from um, Columbus Dispatch, okay? And the, the title of this is Horror of Teen Sex Slavery, Not Foreign Woe. It's here, and this is a conference that was held on human trafficking. And what's being said, and what's being said about this is that, uh, of course, this is written by Alan Johnson from Columbus Dispatch here in Columbus, Ohio. And what is being written about this is, it said here, the late night calls began when Teresa Flores, who was 15. In 1980, before anyone had a cell phone, the private phone that Flores' parents had installed in her bedroom was a luxury, but it nearly proved her undoing. 
And he says, minutes after getting a call, Flores, who suddenly slipped out of the house, cut through the backyard, and get in a car waiting at the curb, she would then be whisked away from her home in an affluent Detroit suburb to homes and hotels, anonymous places where she was forced to have sex for hours with a stranger. Flores said that she can't describe to you the feeling of horror. No child should ever have to know that kind of fear. She said she didn't know that it that what was going to have happened or what was going to what she was going to have to endure that night, for or for how long, or if it was going to come or if she was going to come back home. That's what uh, Flores was saying. And then what started innocently with Flores infatuation with an older male classmate turned to date rape caught on film by some of the rapist's friends. They used the photos to blackmail the girl into sexual slavery that lasted two years and involved hundreds of men. Can you imagine that? Now that Teresa Flores is now 43 and a mother of three living in central Ohio, Flores described her ordeal yesterday at a human trafficking conference that attracted more than 500 people to the Vineyard Church of Columbus at 6000 Cooper Road. The conference was co-sponsored by Zeno's Christian Fellowship. Flores and other speakers emphasized that the problem is not confined to foreign countries or America's biggest cities, nor is it just about young girls sold in Thailand or foreigners smuggled across the U.S. borders to feed the sex trade. Flores is trying to stop the human trafficking trade, especially as it involves teenagers, Flores who was blackmailed into sex slavery as a teen, spoke yesterday at the Vineyard Church. Now, this particular um, um, article that I am reading to you is is definitely uh, going to, I mean, you know, this is really interesting because no one really pays attention, you know, to uh, human trafficking, But definitely, now we're having a little bit of difficulty here, you know, for some odd reason, you know, but bear with us in here as we are uh, talking about this and trying to make sure that everything is being uh, 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 dealt with from the programmer's point of view on Blog Talk Radio Show, because definitely it's not us. All we're doing is talking, so just bear with us. Now, you know, um, again, as I was saying, you know, there is a uh, guest that's supposed to come on to the show today, and her name is Marlene Carson. Um, she is the founder of Rahab's Hideaway, and also she is advertised in the Columbus Dispatch, and also, you know, she has several of other uh, organizations that she worked with and, and others that collaborate with her. Um, and as soon as she gets on the show, we will introduce you to her. But we're going to continue to read on here because uh, this is very interesting. So um, now, Dr. Jeff Barrows of 
Belafontaine, he says, yes, it is happening in central Ohio. I wouldn't have never known about that because I never knew that it existed. It must be that off the radar, off the radar here. And, you know, and it's being brought to my attention, and that's a good thing because we never know what's going on here in Columbus. You know, things will be down on down low and carrying on, and you don't know what's going on. But he is saying here that he has found the Grace Haven, a fledging, a fledgling nonprofit that aims by year's end to establish a residential rehabilitation facility for girls who have been sexually exploited. He said there are only 39 beds for such victims in the country. He says, as I, and and I, I suppose this is uh, this is him speaking. He is saying, as I got to know about human trafficking, two things hit him hard. He said how horrific it is and how prevalent it is. Uh, you reach a point where you say, I've got to do something about it, and that's what Dr. Jeff Barrows is saying. He also says. He or we have allowed this to happen. Okay, now Flores is also saying the same thing. We have allowed this to happen. Who has written a book about her life? We, she says, we don't like here, but slavery, slavery, excuse me, is alive and well in the U.S. Experts and victims said the problem and thrives on silence. You better know that because on silence, I didn't even know that these things were happening, and it's being brought to our attention now right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk radio show. Also, worldwide, human trafficking generates $9.5 billion ahead of the arms trade and second among illegal trading only to drugs, said Kathleen Davis a human trafficking expert from Cincinnati. It might involve 300,000 children in the United States, some as young as 12. She said the FBI considers northwestern Ohio one of the top recruiting locations. Wow, I never knew that either, okay? And, and, And for underage prostitution, man, you know, this is really deep, you know, because, uh, you know, we know that prostitution go on, and we know that, you know, you have young teenagers that even be out on drugs. But we didn't know that they hew in, uh, you know, into an organization to exploit you, you know, uh, based up off of things that have happened to you, whether you ran away from home, whether, you know, you got strung on drugs, you would think that, you know, uh, adults like ourselves would be responsible enough to give them help, not put them in more danger. So, you know, this is interesting. And here it is, government Governor Ted Strickland is also involved you know, and, and on this, and he's interested, and he's saying here, you know, that a law that Ohio legislature, uh, legislators recently passed and Governor Ted Strickland signed allowed judges to tack on tougher penalties if human trafficking accompanies, accompanies to related felony charges. Judge Paul M. Herbert of Franklin County Municipal Court said 
he sees a connection between domestic violent cases and cases where teenagers end up as runaways, vulnerable to prostitution and sex trafficking. Um, he says he, uh, he looked at the whole family and think, how long do I have to put up with this man in jail so the family will realize they no longer need him? Um, Marlene Carson, Carson uh, who I am speaking about that is supposed to be a guest on this show, she also has something to say about this. And, again, she, who has last year started a, women, a women's shelter, Rahab's Hideaway, said her story is like Flores's. Carson says she got involved with an older man when she was 16, and he took her to, a new, took her to New York where he forced her to have sex with 37 men over two days. And she says this problem is much bigger than you can imagine. So, you know, Brother Blondie, um, as we are still waiting for our guests to come on to this show, you know, perhaps that you can shed a little bit of light because you did an interview with her, you know, uh, several months back, you know, dealing with this. And, you know, perhaps that you can, you know, share a little bit of light on what it was that you guys had talked about back then. And as we know, the Columbus Dispatch even has Miss Teresa Flores, in, in, in that area, too, where they have did an interview on her. So you want to elaborate on some of that? Uh, yes, uh, Marty, Ms. Clardy. Uh, I did do an interview with uh, Marlene Carson on our uh, January 13th uh, show back back in uh, 2009. And uh, one, uh, one of the big misconceptions about human uh, trafficking that you know we exposed uh, Lardy Miss Clardy when human trafficking first came out it was portrayed as a foreign problem an Asian problem an mm-hmm. African problem a, a a Mexican problem it was never considered an, an American problem but 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 just like uh, you you know the addiction of of drugs or you, you you know any any bad thing uh i felt this problem uh didn't become a huge problem to uh politicians and law enforcement uh until uh race played a uh played a huge part you see when hold on when you talk about the race that played a part in it what do you mean when you say the race played a part in it well like for for for, for instance i've personally feel that the judicial system, Lardy Miss Clardy, didn't care about human trafficking until it started happening to uh uh white girls like uh Miss Flores and uh uh you you know like someone like uh, Ashley Barner of uh, uh Hilliard as uh we point out in uh uh you, you know she's also in the dispatch or uh, when when Abby Yates uh talked about uh being a classical uh dancer uh, yet yet she was uh you you know abducted and was uh found in the uh part, part of hum, uh human trafficking like you, you you have to understand something uh uh Lardy Miss Clardy uh you, you you know a lot of times we don't want to consider a problem a problem unless it is home and this is one of those uh type 
of scenarios where you 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 know as soon as it hits home, as soon as it hits your uh, your, your own backyard, you you know then uh, th- then we want to uh, do something. When someone like uh, a Marlene uh, Carson of Rahab's Hideaway, who uh, uh, by by the way she pointed out she's uh, she, she's a victim her, uh, herself, and uh, you can uh, also catch any more uh, stories on uh, uh, human trafficking twenty four seven on your. Uh, on msnbc.com. That's excellent. That's excellent stuff right there. As I said before, you know, this is this is something that don't get to talk be talked about much at all, you know, and when something like that comes about, you know, we need to be, you know, uh, sh- having or sharing this with individuals that, you know, that may be going through this. I have no idea. I had no idea that um that trafficking of kids i mean you hear about you know sex slavery with adults but with kids children as 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 little as 12 years old i mean you know shoot you the courts consider when a kid is 12 years old they are able to make a judgment call in order to be in a to be in a show or be on be in the courts to to respond to certain things that the judge or that may be presented in front of them to talk about which will give you know which that shows that they have the ability to you know to be able to judge and know when they're making a right or wrong decision so when it came to this this trafficking thing of you know with kids all of a sudden, it's out here at the age of twelve. You know what? What that plays a big part in judgment here. You know, as I said before, you know the courts say at age twelve, if the kid want to go back home to his other parent, that's when they'll consider that child able to go back because that child is of age to be able to make a judgment call of right and wrong at that particular time and know what they want to do. What happened here? Well, you you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I think what uh, really happened with the uh, uh, ju- judicial system, now you point out, you know, as young as 12, but outside the U.S. it's uh, uh, younger than that. Now, I personally saw uh an episode on MSNBC Dateline to catch a predator with uh, Chris Hansen, and he went undercover to uh, uh, Bangkok, and uh, he he revealed you you know pimps you you, uh, you, you know uh, selling their uh, girls for sex as young as six. Right, but here in Columbus, Ohio. And from what I can see on some of these uh, uh, particular um, um, articles that I have read, okay, that they can go as far as 12 years old. And you know what my what my question is is that if the courts say that a kid have you know judgments at 12 years old they won't really listen to them until they turn 12 years old and they know the difference between right and wrong you know what's the difference you know when it comes to trafficking a child at 12 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, you know, the, the system should not crack down on that. How far does this, you know, this thought process that a kid has, you know, a right and wrong sensory to be able to judge, you know, they can jump off, you know, and, and leave the home, be pissed off at their parent, and, and run away. You know, what I'm saying here is how is it that grown-ups do what they do and put a child in harm's way? What is the difference between the courts giving a, giving a, giving a 12-year-old the go-ahead to have a judgmental call to know the difference between right and wrong, and yet a child can jump out of the daggone house being pissed off at their parent and ain't used not one judgment, you know, whether or something is going to happen to them, and something like this happened, and a, another adult cannot see that that child is not capable of making a judgmental decision on what is right and wrong in the face of being involved in sexual activities. Where is the responsibility of the adults in this? Well, at some point, Lardy, Miss Clardy, when you're in that type of uh, situation, the adults have to follow the Wendy Clardy uh, Families and Victims of Fraud playbook to stand up, speak up, and speak out. And as you talked about uh, T- Teresa Flores, uh, she says here in this uh, June 28, uh, 2009 article of the Dispatch that a 12-year-old girl doesn't decide to be a prostitute uh, on her own. Hello. They're either coerced, tricked, or uh, forced into uh, that world. And... Uh, uh, and here's what's even interesting, you know, as far as uh, Columbus, Ohio, human uh, trafficking, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy. It specifically says here in the dispatch that in Columbus there is little identification human trafficking cases, the report says. There is no awareness of possible juvenile sex trafficking victims in Columbus despite the, bo- the broad consideration of the issue in Toledo. Wow. Now, okay, is there any more that you wanted to read off of that? We got about oh, we got okay. about one minute now, maybe a half of a minute to say wrap it up on that and we'll go and take a, a break, you know, so that we can go on ahead and um you know reflect on this a little bit and just take a break for a minute here. Why don't we just do that, matter of fact. Why don't we just take a break for a minute and then, you know, and let them reflect on what we just got finished talking about, and then we'll be back and let Brother Blondie finish up the article because it's very interesting, okay? So we will be right back, okay? Don't go nowhere. I like a long hair, thick red brown. Open up her legs and fillet me down that pussy. I'ma get in and on that pussy. If she let me in, I'ma own that pussy. Come do it, let me bust it open like you toast to. Girl, I got that dope dick. Now come here, let me dope you. You gon' be a dope dude. Your friends should call you dopey. Tell them keep my name out their mouth, but they don't know me. Huh. 
Cause you can't come close to I'll fuck the whole group, baby. I'm a groupie. My sex game is stupid. My head is stomach. I promise I should be hooked on funny. Anyway, I think you're bionic. And I don't think you're beautiful. I think you're beyond it. Back it up and jump it back, back it up. We like I'm trying to fit that ass in Took a half an hour just to get that belt of fast in All they want to talk about is party and fashion Every single night I have a dream that I am smashing them all Your money, man, it's just so timeless And I'm in the mood to get faded, so please bring your finest And what are all your names again? We drunk reminders Are any of y'all into girls like I am? Let's be honest she wants me, she wants me. Cause I got it all, tell me what you don't Baby, I'm just being nails, and I don't know how they feel, so I gotta keep it real. I just wanna fuck every girl in the world, every model, every singer, every actress, every diva, every hostage, every college girl, every teaser, stripper, and every desperate housewife that resembles even my role model. Was so, so marry one in the milk, it don't matter who you is, miss, you can get the business. These hoes are gone just like Christmas. I like them caramel skin, long hair, thick ass. And I swear I'm feeling all of y'all. I'm scrolling down my call log and I'ma call all of y'all. My butter pecan, Puerto Rican. She's screaming out poppy every time a nigga deep in. And I'm about to get my Bill Clinton on. And Hillary could ride them too. Boy, I get my Well, 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 we have We Like Her Too, and we want to apologize again. We're talking about this is a mature audience, of course. 
and we try our best to get music that, you know, that is edited. However, sometimes we make some judgments, and sometimes, you know, hey, let it rip. So, anyhow, um, I'm going to have Brother Blondie tell you who was that singing on our time here on our blog talk radio show and also I want to allow him the time to finish up the conversation that he was having, you know, uh, dealing with the article that's from the Columbus Dispatch uh, on Teresa Flores. Um, again, you know, again, this is a mature audience, so therefore there be, might be at times unforeseen that we may have music that might have a little bit of this or that on there, but we'll try to screen those things as much as possible. But until then, enjoy yourself on mature audiences only. Brother Blondie, play back. Who was that that was singing We Like Her Too? Oh, the name of the song is Every Girl, and for the first time we played the number one song in the country. That's by Young Money featuring Lil Wayne and Drake. And the name of that song is called Every Girl. And, uh, again, I, I apologize for the uh, lyrics, but uh, uh, the uh, reason why I played that be because, you know, we are talking about human trafficking, and unfortunately certain hip-hop songs play a role in that. But uh, getting back to, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, what you you know Teresa Flores has said uh, you, you you know uh, again the report says Franklin County's juvenile justice system treats juveniles arrested for prostitution as offenders instead of victims according to respondents these cases are not treated as possible human trafficking cases and are not investigated or prosecuted as such by federal law enforcement. Victim advocates agree, saying that more education is needed. They also call for a unit dedicating to pulling young girls out of those situations and arresting pimps. Uh, they argue uh, that if sex uh, trafficking, uh, uh, excuse me, were a higher priority for police, they will arrest more pimps and document the growing problem. The Columbus police officials say they know about the hot-button issue. Vice detectives working the streets typically carry a list of active prostitutes that include that included more than 800 women last year, and this is a, according to Police Lieutenant Steve Hope. Uh, and, 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 you know, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, uh, this is a, a huge, uh, huge problem. And, and not only is this a huge uh, Columbus uh, problem, this definitely fits into the category of your organization, Families and Victims of Fraud. If ever there's been uh, oh, most uh, definitely. Uh, uh, someone that's a victim of fraud, it's uh, these uh, young ladies that we're we're constantly uh, reading out of the dispatch, and you know as they uh, talk about their uh, uh, t terrific horror, horror stories as uh, victims of human trafficking. 
Right. I, and I thank you very much for that, Brother Blondie, for for uh, for keeping us on to uh, uh, Teresa Flores' uh, information there in the dispatch. And there was one piece that I was hearing you talk about. You really back maybe about two paragraphs up in your in your report there. Remember when I had asked the question? You'd know where uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the judicial system uh, judges that or 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 states that at 12 years old, a child can be heard, uh, whether it's in a case of you know child custody or whatever, and that at that time, you know that child is 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 capable of making a judgmental call between right and wrong and knowing the difference. And that is the only time that they will really listen to a child at 12 years old, which I can attest to that because, you know, I'm not going to get off the subject, but I'm just going to add to it. You know, when I was getting my son back and he was four years old when he was taken by his father and all the things that I had went through with him um, and I had to pay child support and all that stuff and I was going back and forth into the courthouse and trying to get my son to come and to stand up, speak up, and speak out about what has happened to him, okay, and the courts, you know, wouldn't allow him to speak. But the day that he had turned 12 years old, according to a guardian at Lytham that told me about those things, um, definitely told me that at 12 years old that he would be able to be listened to. Now, um, now he would be listened to, and, of course, he was listened to, okay, at 12. And that was when he was able to come home. Now, on saying that, and not sliding from the issue of human trafficking, and two paragraphs up where it was spoken about that the judicial system looks at this as the one uh, uh, that has been victimized as one that knows what they are talking about and won't deal with the problem as it is. Uh, okay, what happened to listening, listening to the child when it's talking? I mean, it's almost like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think I'm trying to say that if the courts will listen to a child at 12 years old in a custody case uh, and to be able to judge the difference between right and wrong and knowing where, what, what it is talking about, what the child is talking about, how come they won't listen to the child when it's coming forth to tell uh, that they uh, have been hurt and this is what's going on with them? Read that piece. I think it was two paragraphs up from the end, and reread that again because I think it was uh, Teresa Flores that was stating in there that they go to court and they really don't be listened to, and they judge them as though, like, you know, uh, you know that it's not a case to be heard. Are you listening? Yes. And, Repeat and, it. Well, uh, again, she says here, a 12-year-old girl does not decide to be a prostitute on her own. They are coerced, tricked, and forced into that world. And it says here afterwards, officials from the State Highway Patrol, Ohio Attorney General's Office, uh, Franklin County Children's Services, the FBI, and advocates who uh, tried to rescue and treat uh, 
traffic uh, traffic girls say that the problem is serious. There was more. It's at the end, Brother Blondie. It's at the end when you were talking about it. It's two paragraphs or a paragraph up where it was talked about where the courts don't take it serious enough. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I see. Read that because, see, they take it serious a 12-year-old on one side, and even though that child services and everybody is stating that that's an issue and it's serious, but what are they saying in that paragraph there? Right. Well, what they're saying here, uh, Lorne, Miss Guardian, I'll repeat it again. In Columbus, there is little identification of human trafficking cases, the report says. There is no awareness of possible juvenile sex trafficking victims in Columbus, despite the broad consideration of the issue in Toledo. And and again, the report says Franklin County's uh, juvenile justice system treats juveniles arrested for prostitution as offenders instead of victims. Right there. Now, how in the world did they come to the thought or the judgment call to look at those victims as offenders rather than victims? It's beyond me because, you know, if they will listen to a child at 12 years old on a custody case say, I don't want to live with my parent anymore, and this is why, and they have come to the conclusion, the judicial system, come to the conclusion that that child knows what it's talking about. Why is it being, you know, uh, 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 waved off as though like that child don't know what they're talking about? Is it because, you know, the rising incline, the rising um, 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 information about children being involved in violent acts, you know, from gun shooting to what, for the reason why they're viewing, you know, young young children and teenagers as offenders rather than because their judgment is that they know the difference between right and wrong and they shouldn't be doing the things that they do. But at the same time, we still need supporters and advocates to help when the when when a child come and they have seriously been nabbed to be a part of an uh, 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 organization such as uh, human trafficking for sex slavery. You know, it seemed like that they would be willing to listen to that. You know what I mean? willing to take a case on that. So, again, you know, again, there is nobody out there that is listening. And these advocates that are coming forth, such as Teresa Flores and Miss um, Marlene Carson, um, you know, coming forth to be a voice for, you know, this particular area of victimization, it seems as though that the parents, of those children that are being involved in that, that they would be standing up, speaking up, and speaking out, not only from the point of being a parent, but also showing that the judicial system is seeing them not as victims, but offenders, which that needs to be brought out clearly. You know, that, you know, if you can judge a kid to be able to make it at home, you know, don't want to be with one of his parents, uh, it surely you need to listen to that too, you know. There are people that are going through things, and we're talking about kids. Kids can't, can't, can't be responsible for everything. What you think, Brother Blondie? Well, I, I, I personally think, uh, uh, Lordy, Miss Clardy, 
unfortunately, the judicial system got the parents, you know, handcuffed, hogtied, in in shackles. You 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 know they they can tell us when we can or cannot uh, discipline our uh, children, which a lot of times it 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 has backfired because in the old days, Lardy Miss Miss Clardy, when uh, the parent had one hundred percent control of their child without any judicial interference, there was no such thing as human trafficking. So when you went when you had I don't know. I don't know. If they had if they had molestation going on back in them days and everything, that was hush mouth too. But it took people you know, like ourselves, to make the thing known, you know what I mean, and where the child service agencies can be involved. What's the problem now if the child agencies, uh, what we're looking at in the Columbus Dispatch from Franklin County Children's Services down to the FBI right here, right here, you know what I'm saying, it's saying that it is a problem why ain't they jumping in it? You know what I'm saying? We can't give them, you know, too much, you know, room to uh, to believe that, you know, if they ain't jumping out saying something, I mean, uh, that should be more reason for parents to jump on board with the FCCS and the FBI and start screaming and hollering about the situation. We can't, we can't, we can't relate it back to the past because it was happening back then. It's the same thing that's happening now was happening back then. Ain't nobody standing up. But when the coalition began then everything comes into view. There will be people that will come in on it, just as they need to do right now, you know, with this. They need a coalition. Well, well you know, again, you you know, also keep in mind, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, when I first heard about uh, human trafficking, you, you know, it was never uh, portrayed as a serious, high-class, white girl U.S. problem. It was it, it was portrayed as, as as a China problem, a a Japan problem, a a a Mexico uh, a problem, an African uh, a problem. It was it was never portrayed as oh well I can go in the the suburbs and get a young uh, a stable fourteen uh, year old uh, uh, Caucasian girl and you know uh, make make this woman uh, turn tricks. And as as sick as all this sounds, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, un, unfortunately, audience, this is the God's ugly truth that we're uh, uh, speaking here on this uh, 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 talk show. And, and you know, it's very in, important that you know uh, not only uh, we we need to be uh, aware of this, but most definitely, also, most importantly, Lardy Miss Clardy, not just the victims and the advocates. But all of the agencies and all of the uh, law enforcement to follow the Wendy Clardy Families and Victims of Fraud playbook to simply stand up, speak up, and speak out against this huge uh, problem of human trafficking, which you pointed out, Lardy, Miss Clardy, worldwide, a $9.5 billion Absolutely. Are you kidding me? No, they're not kidding. Number and two behind drugs. 
hey, you know, so I don't see why it's a silent a silencer right about now. Shoot, if we know about drug trafficking, why can't we know about this? I mean, but, yeah, it's out there like that. And, you know, again, you know, this is a scary situation. It's like having everybody is in a limbo, you know, and what laws that get passed, you know, or how much that a parent can be a parent to their kid to the point where the parent has gotten to a point where if the teenager take and run away, you know what I'm saying, they're scared to go do anything because they're scared that if they run away and and get back, you know, and they, they need to, you know, to put their foot down, on that teenager, that teenager might get rebellious and want to go through children's services and the parent go to jail. So, you know, there's a lot of silencers or blankets of silence that is running rampant in the communities that have caused fear. We say that judicial system don't understand that, you know, that they have put a harness on the parents that could have helped in the process of of making a better uh, a better decision on what they can do to help you know stop their teenagers from being you know exported imported as products in in human trafficking if they would give them some leniency as being parent where they don't have to fear that if they if they stand up speak up and speak up and stand up. Uh, speak out about the situation, you know, that they'll be able to, you know, get get somebody to stand in their corner, you know. I mean, now, it's, it's something to see the victim come forth and say something about this. It's, it's really something to see the victim come up and stand up and speak up about it, you know, but we need the parents' involvement in on it. How do you think that we will be able to do this? How will we be able to get, you know, the parents to do this? And I also want to say we have nine minutes on this show, um, you know, or on, on, on this. Uh, we got nine minutes before it's time to go to a break. But I want to state that even though that we don't have Marlene Carson, who is the guest of the show, has appeared yet, you know, we're going to go forth and speak about it whether she make it to the show or not, something might have come up that she couldn't have made it. But nevertheless, we're going to have this show done again, and um, and it probably will run over for next week. And hopefully, at that point, she will come. But until then, we're gonna ride this pony out because definitely, this is an interesting piece of uh, uh, conversation that needs to be talked about. And you know, and and I'm so upset. At the ideal that uh, that this 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 thing is going on with our teenagers and no one is really taking any real notice to it, and I'm just upset at this. So what I'm going to do is is just just know that we're going to ride this one out until the wheels fall off, and we'll we'll get with Miss Carlene if she doesn't make it, Miss Marlene if she doesn't make it. Okay, you know we'll get with her because we want this out, and you know she is somebody that will be able to give information on this subject. We're just putting it out there for now. But next week we're going to have her on this show. If she cannot make it, anything could have happened at this point. So you know, I'm just going to read off of the uh, off of this uh, um, uh, other um, uh, article that we have here that's coming from Springfield News 
son, okay, where they're talking about child advocates discuss reality of modern-day slavery, okay? And, you know, this is so interesting. You know, I mean, you know, I'm really interested in what's going on here, so just bear with me, okay, because, the, you know, I'm going to read it out of this, out of this article, and let's do it, okay? You know, and if you've got words that you want to say about this, any comments you want to say about this, you know, just call in at 347-884-8684 and give your comments and views on this. Even if you listen to this after uh, we have done the show, we're going to have this show again next Saturday, and we will have Marlene Carson here at that time if she doesn't make it again. You know, anything could have happened between, you know, uh, the time of the show and, you know, and before then, and she just could not get get to us. So, you know, I'm going to, uh, matter of fact, before I read on in, in this article, I want to give the rest of the conversation. we got six minutes to... Uh, to our break, and you can tell us what is going on with the Black Anti-Defamation Council and, you know, what they're trying to do for Sunday, okay? I'm going to hand it over to you, Brother Blondie. Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, to tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m., for those who live in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the Black Anti-Defamation Council will uh, meet tomorrow at 3 p.m. at 899 East Broad Street on the uh, fourth floor. Uh, myself and the president of the Black Anti-Defamation Council, uh, Tyrone Thomas, will uh, uh, talk about the incident at Walmart on August 1st, 2009, where a Whitehall uh, police officer uh, uh, by by the name of Tammy Scott uh, tackled Virginia Dotson to the ground to uh, uh, get to get a knife out of her hand, and you know there's. And you can log on to YouTube.com to uh, catch the uh, uh, video of that uh, uh, of that incident. Thank you, thank you, Brother Blondie. Um, is there going to be any other speakers that's going to come to that show? Uh, come to that meeting? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, at this time, Tyrone Thomas is going to try to get the granddaughter of 84-year-old uh, Virginia Dotson to uh, come and uh, speak on that. Uh, 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 incident, and you, you know, by uh, looking at, at at the tape, uh, you, you know, Officer Scott uh, definitely had no uh, business uh, uh, tackling her to the ground uh, to get a knife out of her out of her hand. I mean, keep in mind, Lardy Miss Clardy, this woman is 84 years old. I mean, if if ever there's someone that uh, fits the uh, uh, the uh, topic of being a victim of fraud is is this uh, uh, elderly lady. Thank you, Brother Blondie. And as he has said, there is going to be a, a Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting on another victimization issue, which is dealing with an 84-year-old uh, that was ambushed by a police officer, a Whitehall police officer. And also, there is going to be um, other speakers that's going to be there, hopefully. And my, yours truly, your your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, going to be there because I want to get the earful of what's going on. So, 
What needs to happen now is be there at 899 East Broad Street on the fourth floor at the Teach Inc. building at 3 p.m., okay? And now what we're going to do is we're going to um, go on a small pause for a minute. You know, we're having issues with our program here, and it's not us. All we got to do is talk and, and just make sure that, you know, things get done on our end. But, of course, we do, you know, have some little technical difficulties, uh, you know, on our show. So it might be a small little pause here, and we will have music waiting for you. And so we'll be back, okay? Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. Got the rollie on my arm and I'm throwing shots on and I pull the best sleeve because I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some ice cream. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams, eligible bachelor, million dollar bow. That's part of them. What's spilling down your throat? The phantom exterior like fish eggs. The interior like suicide. Swear I can exercise you. This could be your fit egg. Cheat on your fam. Wanna how you get it? Cause that killer with the V. I know killers in the street. But the still to make you feel like you're chilling in the heat. So don't try to run up on my ears. Fucking all that raspy shit. Trying to ask me shit. When my niggas clear your they ain't gonna pass me shit. You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, when the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring shots on and I'm over the sleeve because I got it going on. I'm a gangster, but y'all do that. The big toss dog, yeah, I had to do that. I keep a blue flag hanging out my backside, but only on the left side. Yeah, that's the crib side. Ain't no other way to play the game the way I play. I cut so much, you thought I was a DJ. Two, three, one, yep, three. FC and double low P, ego double G. I can't take it, just break it. And when I take it, see, I specialize in making all the girls get naked. So bring your friends, all of y'all come inside. We got a world for me right here, not getting high. So don't change the devil, turn it up a little. I got a living room full of fine dime bristles. Waiting on the pickle, the pickle, and the shizzle. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring shots on and I'm over the sleeve because I got it going home. I'm a bad boy with a lot of hoes, drive my own cars and wear my own clothes. I hang out tough, I'm a real boss, big Snoop Dogg, yeah, he's so sharp. 
on the TV screen and in the magazines. If you pay me close, you want a red bean. Oh, you got a gun, so you want to cop back. AK-47, now, nigga, stop that. This makes you not on the move. Your family's crying, now you on the news. They can't find you, and now they miss you. Must I remind you, I'm only here to twist you. Pistol whip you, dip you, and flip you. Then dance to this motherfucking music we quit to.
and I'm sure it can because all of this is talking in the name of victimization, okay, you know, because some of this play into how some of our young women get involved in on these videos and all the things that they got to do to get there, okay. So um, definitely that's another story to tell, but just think about that when you're listening because we're definitely talking about young women, teenagers, and girls being um, hewed in and thrown into a factory of sex slavery underneath the name of human trafficking. So, Brother Blondie, tell us more and let us know who was that that was playing or singing on the radio. Well, uh, you know, Lordy Miss Cardi taking you back to 2004. Those are the songs of Snoop Dogg and Drop It Like It's Hot. And, you you know, this show tonight is for mature audiences, and I uh, play songs like that and the other song, Every Girl, because hip-hop, unfortunately, does play a huge role in uh, uh, human uh, trafficking. You, you you know, they uh, coerce the, these girls into thinking, you, you know, they can be uh, one of these music video hotties uh, being in in that type of uh, field, in terms of of you you know the music world, and you you, you know it turns out you you really being uh, uh, traf- trafficking, uh, coerced in in the uh, prostitution, and you know soon soon enough, uh, once you once you realize that uh, uh, situation that you're in, you you, you know. Uh, you come to realize that uh, there is no way out, and uh, you you know to to reflect on uh, uh, human trafficking. I am glad that uh, you you know uh, people like myself and uh, Lardy Miss Clardy decided uh, uh, to uh, tackle this uh, uh, issue. I was first interested in uh, Marlene's uh, Carson story. Uh, when I first heard her on uh, Walter Smith's uh, talk show entitled Street Soldiers, uh, which is on every Sunday night at uh, 7 on uh, uh, Power 107.5 here in uh, uh, Columbus. And, you you know, I was very touched uh, uh, by her story. Uh, I was able to contact her the very uh, uh, next week, and, and you know, again, you you, you know, uh, I apologize for the uh, technical uh, difficulty here. But uh, having said all that, uh, you know, in in terms of the human uh, trafficking issue, you know, this is a very uh, huge problem uh, that we're uh, facing. We we're going to address it. We're going to continue to stand up, uh, speak up, and uh, speak out. And if anybody uh, is has been in this situation and wants to call in on our program and uh, 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 talk about this, please feel free to give us a call at 347-884-8684. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I want to read uh, more about this, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, because uh, uh, I found a story. This happened uh, 
two months ago in uh, Arizona that I want to uh, d- describe the other side of human trafficking and uh, uh, pimping. One of the big misconceptions about this type of business, uh, Lardy Miss Cardi, it's no longer male-dominated anymore. I mean, it's not just uh, uh, men uh, uh, pimping these uh, women. Uh, other women has decided to go in this game, too, and uh, uh, pimp. And this story, according to CNN.com, where two Arizona teens has been accused of pimping other girls, I mean, uh, the grandmother of a 16-year-old Arizona girl accused of prostitution and recruiting and pimping other teen girls said Wednesday she hopes to fight the charges in uh, court. Uh, you, you know, again, the uh, girl was named, uh, her, her name is Tatiana Tai. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, she and Jasmine Finley, uh, they, were in, uh, they were indicted by the Maricopa County, Arizona uh, prosecutors. It says, although these girls are juveniles, prosecutors released their names and said they will be tried as adults. Ty is charged with one count of child prostitution, three counts of pandering, or serving as go-between or liaison uh, for sexual uh, purposes. And Finley faced nine counts of child prostitution, two counts of receiving earnings of a prostitute, and one count of pandering. All charges are uh, felonies. And uh, they were part of a special five-month investigation, uh, uh, you know, according to uh, Phoenix uh, police. Now, although uh, I mentioned, you you know, uh, this, uh, you, you know the incident that has uh, happened in uh, uh, Arizona, you, you know, I'm uh, well aware of the uh uh problem that uh we're we're having uh in in terms of the uh uh sex trade in uh terms of the uh, uh human trafficking in terms of uh uh child uh prostitution uh you you know you know as young as 12 as i've 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 seen uh, the videotape evidence as uh uh, young as eight, uh, seven, six, even uh, five, and these, uh, you, you know, these these stories, uh, uh, learning Miss Clardy, and uh, you you mentioned early that uh, you, you're pissed off about hearing these uh, uh, stories. No one is more uh, pissed off about hearing these stories than uh, uh, yours uh, truly, uh, uh, brother Blondie, and you know the solo interview. Still, a feature episode on uh, uh, BlogTalkRadio.com uh, that you know you can uh, dig up in our archives at any time, and, and, and you know listen to the uh, 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 tragic.
they were sentenced to 12 years of hard labor before uh, former President Bill Clinton uh, uh, got them uh, released. And, 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 you know, in those countries, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, you, you know, human trafficking, it costs little, you, you know, the price of a prostitute down there is little or nothing. Uh, you, you you know it's less than a buck. I mean you can you can pay uh, uh, twenty five cent, uh, fifty cent uh, for for an hour or two, and and, and, and you know the pimp de- describes you you know uh, certain sex acts that uh, they they can do, and I and I think it's uh, I think it's totally totally uh, uh, terrible on unfortunately what this world has come to. Thank you, uh, Brother Blondie. Thank you very much. Um, We needed to hear that information anyway. As I said before, you know, this is really new to us. So, you know, if we sound, you know, like we're, you know, a little scatterbrained on this, but yet still trying to bring this news to you, please forgive us because we are still rookies. But at the same time, you know, um, it gets better with time here. And um, I really do appreciate every last one of you that come on to this Blog Talk Radio show and on this particular, which is Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio show, and, 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 um, and, and listen to what it is that we are talking about. Now, as soon as we are able to get finance to be able to, uh, to, to host or, or a host more than just the general population that we are talking to. Um, they got other uh, 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 features and different things that will help us to get out there uh, amongst you all so that you can hear it at a broader range. And we are working on those finances as quickly as possible to get them out there, to get it out there, to get this information out there uh, to you and so that you know that this particular forum does exist, but, you know, if you see that we are trying to bring some news to you that is, uh, that is, is good to your ears, if you would like to give a contribution, you can. You can do that at www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. And uh, there is a button there where you can give a contribution. We don't care if it's a penny, a dollar, whatever. We're just thankful that you are going to help us in this situation as we bring this news to you on a broader on a broader scope. Um, again, um, far as you know, knowing about human trafficking, um, definitely. Um, I have to get and dive in and do more research because I am really upset with this. And um, if I can, all possible, since I now have what you call videos on Families and Victims of Fraud website, you know, uh, perhaps um, when we do our interviews, we will be putting uh, videos up there of the interviews that we do so that you can have something also to look at on the website right now. What's on the website is about the mortgage issue. However, there will be more on different issues as we uh, dive further into bringing you interesting news right here in Columbus, Ohio. I certainly do appreciate you. Thank you for 
for for listening to us. And we want to also thank um, the blogtalkradio.com who helps to uh, do our programming until we can become a premium host to do it for ourselves. So definitely, you know, we want to thank them for allowing us to come on and to air our information here in Columbus, Ohio, where you can listen to it, okay? And I want to go further as to say that there is a there is a uh, a, a piece of information that I want to share, um, and it's coming from the National Internet Fraud Information Center Watch or the Internet Fraud Watch, but definitely it's the National Information Center, and you can. Uh, find this at www.fraud.org, okay, underneath the tool uh, tool victims toolbox, as it's called, okay. So I'm going to read some things off from here because it's important that, you know, victims of, of lies, uh, victims of being victimized at all, you know, these uh, victims may feel a range of emotions anger and a sense of betrayal towards the perpetrators, shame and embarrassment at having been taken, they, uh, that they have intended to leave, or, or guilt for losing and not supporting uh, the needs for their families or, in, or what they intend to leave to the loved ones, um, concerns about their physical safety and that of family members, fear of criticism by family members and friends, and certainly, you know, when you're talking about human trafficking, you know, um, how bizarre would it sound coming from someone saying, hey, look, you know, I am, you know, being, uh, you know, I'm being forced into prostitution by this organization, and, you know, and we got pimps there that's doing things to us that, you know, when you go to say that to a family member, they look at you like you're crazy. Some people, you know, don't pay real good attention to when it's a child talking, you know, but you should. Um, there's also frustration that when no one can immediately stop the perpetrator, uh, there's concerns that they may lose their independence and ability to manage their own affairs is questioned by others. Law enforcement agencies and local service agencies um, or social service agencies can't solve all of those problems either. But it's interesting. It's just really, really interesting that um, – that there's a lot of information that is available out here, and no one uh, knows where to get the resources at. And our part to play is to give you some resources that you can read on, you know, um, some some information to uh, get some inspiration about, you know, anything to help you know, boost the morale of our citizens, whether they're young, old, or indifferent. You know, our our job is to inspire those to stand up, speak up, and speak out. So I'm going to read this article that's coming from the Springfield News Sun here, and it's dealing with the modern-day slavery here in Ohio. Um, and it's about a child advocate discuss the reality of that modern-day slavery in Ohio. And this is coming out of Springfield, Ohio, here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and uh, they're saying here the phrase, human trafficking may call to mind images of girls smuggled from third-world countries. 
but one of the main points officials presented to an audience of local law enforcement, social services, and child advocates Thursday, April 23rd, okay, that is that smuggling, which is usually concluded after smugglers deliver people to some U.S. destination illegally, it is not the same as human trafficking. Another point, human trafficking happens in America to Americans and in Ohio. And one that we're saying here is that my hunch is that it could be happening here, said Pam Meerman, director of Clark County Child Advocate Center. It's been confirmed in Columbus and Dayton. If nothing else, they may be traveling through here, she says. Human trafficking, also known as modern-day slavery, can include exploitation for commercial sex services, strip clubs, uh, pornography, sex tourism, that is with children, okay, escort services, prostitution, or labor services. Oh, wow. Traffickers use threats, intimidation, coercion, fraud, or force to keep victims in the system, said Kathleen Davis of the Polaris Project, an organization dedicated to combating human trafficking. The laws concerning human trafficking in Ohio are fairly new, passed in 2000, Davis said. With the new laws come more awareness of what human trafficking is and increased training about what the warning signs are and what can be done about it, officials said. Statistics regarding Ohio cases are not yet readily available, but task force in the area have been formed to address the issues, said Wendy Surikov, an FBI agent based in Cincinnati. This is Cincinnati, Ohio, y'all. Officials were given tips on how to identify potential victims of human trafficking and urged not to assume that all prostitution is voluntary. We're trying to reach out to local enforcement to train them to recognize it when they see it, said Sir Call in her, in her presentation. In addition to having presenters on the subject of human trafficking, the Advocacy Center also recognized the, Rock, the Rocking Horse Center for the 2009 CAC Partner Award and County Assistant Prosecutor um, Andy Wilson with the 2019 Member Award. Now, now we have talked to you about human trafficking done in Columbus, Ohio, and we have also talked about how it is spreaded uh, worldwide, but now you're hearing it from Springfield, Ohio, who is considering that there has to be cases like this there too. So in that point that is being made that human trafficking happens in America, not just only in third world places, but in America, and it happens to Americans. 
and right here in Ohio, the state of Ohio. So I want to say to this, you guys, that we are going to have another discussion about this, about human trafficking, because this is an area that needs to be exposed. I'm willing to stand up and speak up and speak up and speak out about it, okay? And we're going to have Marlene Carson to come on this show if it gives us everything we got to make sure she makes it at the next show, which will be next Saturday, okay? And we're going to talk about this. Perhaps we might even have someone from Power 107.9 to talk about this show, too. Or, excuse me, Power 107.5, a representative from there that may have, you know, information on this. But nevertheless, we definitely need to make some noise about this. And if you find that this is going on in your cities outside of Ohio, okay, or your state outside of Ohio, please, you know, by all means, get on the phone and talk about it right here at 347-884-8684. That is, again, 347-884-8684, right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk radio show. And I'm going to turn it over to Brother Blondie, so that he can again air what is going to happen at the Black Anti-Defamation Council's meeting. And after then, we are going to a break, okay? And we will have more on human trafficking. And Brother Blondie will be talking about it a little more as well. So we will be right back. Brother Blondie, would you please escort us out with what's going on with the Black Anti-Defamation Council? And then, you know, you know, pull us on into some nice music that you got over there. Well, the uh, once again uh, tomorrow, uh, August sixteenth uh, at three p.m. Uh, at Teach Tech eight ninety nine East Broad Street, the Black Anti Defamation Council will uh, hold its uh, meeting as we'll be discussing the case of uh, Whitehall police officer uh, Tammy Scott who which was shown on YouTube, she uh, tackled 84-year-old Virginia Dotson to the ground to uh, get a knife out of her hand. Uh, you, you know, me personally, something's wrong when uh, the, the police can't take the weapon out of an 84-year-old. Uh, you, you, you know, without, you know, any type, type of hesitation or, or you know, uh, any, any type of uh, uh, problems. And, you know, right now we are going to uh, get to a music uh, uh, break. Uh, this is uh, this song is from Jamie Foxx, "Unpredictable." He performed here in Columbus last night, so so you know that's uh, that that's why I'm I'm going to play uh, uh, his first big hit, "Unpredictable," and we'll be right back on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Yeah, <laughs> 
human trafficking, Blardy Miss Clardy, that I want to put out there because it's very important for our audience to know. There is an operation uh, task force that the FBI has on human trafficking. Oh, really? Yes, it's called Operation Cross Country. And according to... Sound like a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> a, a marathon indeed. And uh, according to BET.com, uh, you know, earlier this year, the FBI Operation Cross Country nabs 50 pimps and takes 45 child prostitutes into custody. And the FBI's uh, sweep code named uh, Operation Cross Country uh, nabbed uh, 45 pimps and 45, uh, 50 pimps and 45 minors they were exploiting. The sweep targeted 27 major cities. And here are the cities uh, in the U.S. that are uh, targeted by Operation uh, Cross, uh, Cross Country. Is Ohio in there? Yes. Ohio All right. Is in, Ohio is uh, uh, in there. But since people are listening to us nationwide, uh, uh, Lordy, Miss Clardy, and I can read this down in 30 seconds. Anchorage, Alaska, the ATL, Baltimore, Birmingham, Boston, Charlotte, Chi-Town, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Houston, Jackson, Mississippi, Jacksonville, Florida, Las Vegas, L.A., Miami, Minneapolis, Oakland, Phoenix, Portland, Oregon, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and Toledo. Dang, uh, do you think that, you know, was that the 50 states yet? <laughs> well, that's pretty good, though, that they can find. That. No, that is. It's pretty good that they have, uh, uh, in a broader sense, you know, have started to crack down in so many states. So there shouldn't be no reason why human trafficking should not be spoken up, talked about, and 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 shout it out, you know what I mean? Because this needs to be made known. Well, uh, according to FBI Deputy Assistant uh, Director Daniel Roberts, who who uh, started the FBI operation uh, cross country, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, his analysis are you you know as the reason why human trafficking exists. Unfortunately, the vast majority of these kids are what they term throwaway kids. And did you say throwaway kids? That's exactly what I said, Lardy. Now, when have kids ever became a throwaway? They have them on the milk carton. Well, poster kids. <laughs> I, 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 you, you, you know, I, I know it sounds strange, Lardy, Miss Clardy. But the reason why they're called throwaway kids, according to FBI Deputy Assistant Director Daniel Roberts, is because these are the type of kids with no family support, no friends. They're kids that nobody wants. They're loners, which the reason why they will run away. And un, un, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I've seen these type of throwaway kids myself as as a child and teenager uh, uh, growing up. Many a times I uh, used to visit my mom's uh, job when my mom uh, spent 20 years at, working at Greyhound. 
and 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 uh, you, you know, being at at the Greyhound uh, bus station, there are uh, you you know, I, I remember as a child, I see pimps hanging ha- hanging out them bus stations all the time, time especially in in the uh, 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 in the Burger King where 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 it used to be a, a, a Burger King, just just sitting out there scoping, waiting for you you know any. Uh, t- teenage uh, r- runaway uh, uh, get- getting off that uh, bus. You, it's 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 very common. You, you know, any uh, uh, bus uh, ter- uh, turmoil, any uh, uh, truck stop. Uh, you you know, un- un- uh, unfortunately, you you uh, uh, see see a lot of uh, uh, prostitution going on, whether it's wanted or uh, not. Just the just just three weeks ago. I personally uh, uh, bumped into a prostitute uh, uh, in the Main Street area, and she was uh, she's six months pregnant. Oh my God! Oh my God! I mean, so well, it shouldn't be no biggie because shoot, you have teenage pregnancies all the time. But gee whiz, you know what I'm saying? With I mean, no support, no. I mean, support. I mean it's, it shouldn't be an alarming thing. I you mean, know? It, 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 it shouldn't be an alarming thing. But the fact is, though, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, prostitution is very dangerous when you're doing it by yourself. So just imagine the the more dangers you have by uh, doing it while carrying a, a a child. Now, if now if right you, now if you want to contract the AIDS virus and and you know what, uh, what, what not? Fine, but ladies, please be smart and do that on your own, and don't let an innocent child that you uh, carry, you know, be uh, be, be contracted uh, that unborn by, baby by the uh, uh, virus. Be, be, because you know, uh, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, I've had met uh, uh, children who who was born HIV uh, uh, positive. You, you you know because of their moms you, you you know partying or doing drugs or you know uh, uh, turning tricks or uh, uh, what what not but you, you you know we can argue and talk about all day what what caused human trafficking why is it done and all those type type things things but but the bottom line is we need to continue to find so, solutions of uh, of of ending this uh, problem. Absolutely. Uh, uh, one, one of those. I uh, don't think that we'll ever get a foolproof solution. Well, not never a a foolproof, but I definitely feel ninety percent proof. And one of those ninety percent proofs is, uh, uh, Lardy Miss Cardi, and I really can't speak on this because my family members say I don't have any children. But to Lardy Miss Clardy, who has five kids, your yourself, you of you of all people know the importance of communication between mother and child. So I want yes, to yes. explain uh, that that well was uh, you explain it. I mean, well, you explain that? it because. <laughs> You know, even if you don't have children, you do. You were a child needing that communication, so you should be able to speak on that, knowing that communication is important. You speak on it, Brother Blondie. Miss Nish, uh, you heard it from Wendy, so don't get mad at me, okay? <laughs> no, but uh, 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 
as as far as the uh, con- communication, I mean, the, the communication between parent and child is uh, v- very important. If if not parent, grandparent, uh, all, all all your brothers and uh, uh, sisters, always be in a uh, uh, con- uh, con- communication and to alarm teenage uh, girls and and teenage boys as well. You don't have to do sexual favors just to prove a point or just to get back at a a mom. And the importance of standing up, speaking up, and speaking out against human uh, uh, trafficking. And this is a message that I do want to say to the teenagers that are uh, out there listening. If you can call the police on your mom, you can call the police on your parents. <laughs> what you say? If you can call the police on your mom, you can call the police on your pimp, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not funny, y'all, but that was funny because, you know, when this, you know, not all the time do, uh, do a kid know when it is important to really call the police. You know, I mean, you got victimization on both sides, of course. You know, you got some, you know, parent abuse, but even that needs to be demarcated. And the previous conversation that you had said, you know, definitely, um, you know, when you have children that are out there like that and, and being exploited, you know, the laws, even if you read all of those states that you've read that had all of those at the FBI involved in on their marathon run, as I would call it, okay, you know, still there is a law that is out there that is infringing upon some parents from having the ability to help to stop that madness from happening. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I think that, Children's services laws should be demarcated some more to know the difference between abuse and discipline because there's a difference between abuse and discipline. You know, training, you know what I mean? And they should still have that, 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 that right to use disciplinary training with their children and that it doesn't come to being abused, just like how now now that there's this law that don't have a demarcation between abuse and discipline, then how in the heck is the parents going to be able to help educate or to or to make aware if the mother and the child or the parents and the child don't have, as you would say, that communication, that understanding, and that knowledge to know that they can trust their parents based upon how they discipline the child. Well, you you, uh, you, you know, Lordy, Miss Clardy, one of the uh, solutions uh, to that as well is that the judicial system needs to quit putting parents in a catch-22. And and what what I mean by putting parents in a, a catch twenty two, they don't want you to spank their child. Yet when your child gets in trouble with with the law and you and you face the uh, face the judge, these hypocrites like Joe Brown and Judge Judy and all of them want uh, want to tell the parent, well, what the hell are you doing to discipline their your uh, child? Well, we would like to uh, discipline our child, 
but you tie our hands be be behind our back. Look, uh, let, let, let me difference between black parenting and, and white parenting. Black parents don't do time out. My mom sure as hell uh, didn't. When when I yeah I got, God, I, there was time out all right. Uh, right when I when, when I got when me and my sister got out, uh, uh, out of line, we we went in the front yard, tore a switch off uh, off the tree. And mom with both our asses, excuse me, but uh, but but but, uh, but but you know I'm just saying that like 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 mom would do it and 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 our butt whoopers was uh, uh, gruesome. She would whoop us for two hours, stop, take a cigarette break, and then <laughs> don't you tell that lie, don't you tell that because then you will have to tell brother Blondie what the world was you doing that caused your mom to have to beat you like that, because you had to be a, a humdinger. You must have been a motor scooter in your day, and I'm sure you were, because, you know, he is on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk radio show, and Lardy Miss Clardy, you know, he's letting it out, all hang out, but he's a good boy and a good man right now as we speak, or he wouldn't be on this show telling it like it is, really, you know, but... Definitely, you ought to give us a little uh, inside scoop on, you know, what the heck you must have been doing to cause your mom to take a cigarette break. Now, I'm trying to be cool about it and say, uh, okay, you know he's lying, but, you know, sometimes we'd be some hard-headed old kids growing up, of course, but not getting off the subject you know, so in the in the in the trafficking in the human trafficking, since the kids need to know to tell if you go tell children's services on the parent, uh, you know, when you done took and ran away for three nights and can't nobody find you, and the police that came to try to find you and can't find you, and now all of a sudden you caught up in in human trafficking, should you now at that point? you know, should be finding a phone to call the police to, to to tell them who is abusing you now. You know what I'm saying? So what what other solutions, Brother Blondie, that can be given to that? What else can a child do when it done like went off and the mother done told her his daughter her daughter because she done had sex in secret and, you know, now she done you know, got her a little piece. Now she thinks she a woman, and the mama is trying to say, "Listen, baby, it is bad to go out there." She go out there, and then all of a sudden she get caught up in human trafficking because she ain't listening. Because she, you know, uh, you know how sometimes us girls get we get our first piece off of being rebellious. You know, because we like the guy. You know what I'm saying? And now we caught off into. Um, into dealing with another area, and Dad, we only got for twelve minutes to the show, and finally there's somebody that has gotten on the on here, and we're going to give time for this person to speak. So if we can, you know, get a little bit of time here to have this person to speak, I'll be happy to hear from you. Caller one seven one two, do you got something to say about this? Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Yes, ma'am, I certainly do, and I certainly do appreciate your topic and your show and your guts. This is well, Leon. Thank you. Down, this is Leon from down in Tuskegee. And okay. I want to challenge what the previous brother said because I think parent, parents who 
use that excuse about what law enforcement and criminal justice don't want you to do to your children. I think that's somewhat uh-huh. about. Now, I understand where law enforcement have to step in if a child is really being abused and beaten and burned with cigarettes, locked in closets and all that stupid stuff. <laughs> but as a law enforcement officer for 27 years and 14 of those years being police chiefs, I know better than to think that a law enforcement officer would come in your house if you have practiced good discipline uh, on your children. And the right, thing that right. I used to always advise parents of is, number one, communicate and talk with your children, train and educate your children so that they will absolutely know right from wrong. Take them to absolutely. church and teach them and show them, uh, get them in school, go up. Uh, into act with their teachers. Don't automatically take the child's side against the teacher, but get all of the facts. If the child is right, stand up for the child. If the teacher is right, stand up for the uh, teacher and tell the child to shut up and push (laughs) right along. What I also also advise parents to do, never discipline your children when you are angry. Absolutely. When you are the parent, and when you have the power and authority, there's no need to let a child get you unglued where you are cussing and screaming and hollering <laughs> and hitting and slamming. You know, you simply communicate very calmly. When I discipline my children, including my grandson right now, I'm the coolest old grandpa in the world because I know, you know what? the power you, in this you, house. You know what? And that's so, that is such an excellent uh, advice that you're giving. It is so important For that sure. grandpas and grandmas to get involved because some of our modern-day young women that have become mothers have dropped the ball and not have looked at, you know, carrying the baton, you know, from our elders to keep that tradition, you know. And it's such a good thing to hear from you, Tuskegee. I am enjoying this. Now, you know that we're going to talk about human trafficking and all of what you're hearing us talk about tonight on next week because we had a guest that was going to come in to talk, but we don't know what happened. So we just went on ahead and and talked about this thing until the wheels fell off from from the point of human trafficking all the way to children's services, the laws, uh, how the judicial system is looking at it, the whole bit. And so now... We're so glad that you came on to help validate some of the things that we are bringing forth. I'm hoping that you will tell those that are just like yourself have listened to this show that you will tell people to come on and get on this show because we're finding out that, Brother Blondie, who is the FBI that is on this called the Operation Some I call it the Marathon Run, you know, <laughs> That uh, the the name of that is called Operation uh, Cross Country. Okay, and they talked about Alabama. Now you're calling from Alabama, aren't you, Tuskegee? Yes, ma'am. Okay, this this is also saying that human trafficking is done there also, and so it's interesting to hear you talk about it. Yep, it's done right here in Birmingham, Alabama, but it could be right there in Tuskegee too. And we're, what we're saying is that the judicial system have, in some ways, have tied up the hands of the parents to be able to do their job 
you know, and making sure that the children are disciplined and trained up well, and there need to be a demarcation between, you know, the difference of being victimized by a parent and, you know, being uh, disciplined properly by a parent. And at the same time, because their hands are being held up, the child can become uh, ornery, uh, totally, you know, despondent and go and do what they want to do and end up in stuff like human trafficking where they're going to be in slavery having sex with this man and that woman and what all. And they're not really paying attention to this. They're not really paying attention to it, but there is a force that is out that is wanting to deal with it. Just people are not standing up, speaking up, and speaking out about it. And I am really, really happy that you got onto the show to help validate, you know, some of these things that we're talking about. And I want to let you know that Brother Blondie talked about that communication that children and parents should have with one another and with grandparents. And you're absolutely right. I really do appreciate your comments, sir, and I'm hoping to hear from you next Saturday because it's going to be brought up again. Tell somebody about this and and, and come on to the show and, and join in on this. I will do that. And let me say two other things before you run out of time here. Okay. I think that, I think that young mothers who have sons and their, the fathers are gone out of their home, They've got to get busy and understand that that boy that they brought into the world is not a man. Mm -hmm. He's nothing but a boy. Absolutely. Right. And just because they're absent, the man, they can't treat that boy like they're a man because if they do, they will end up uh, raising their daughters and loving their sons to death. And so so, (laughs) that's right. have got to understand that boy is nothing but her son, and she ought to treat him as a son. If she spoils him, trying to treat him like a man, she will never be able to control him, and especially when he gets to be 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Absolutely. The other, the other thing that I want to say before I go is we have uh, kind of like uh, relegated our authority to children. It's kind of like a dog wags his tail. He runs through the woods or yes. down the street and he's so happy and he just wags his tail. Now just imagine yes. that tail wagging that dog. And that dog would never be able to hit the ground. We've allowed our children to learn how, and they're much more brilliant than we were when we were younger. So they can wag you a lot easier than Mm -hmm. you can keep up with what they are doing. So you got to stay mom and daddy all the time, grandma and grandpa, 24-7 in order to keep it in charge of that. And finally, I don't care what law enforcement, I don't care what criminal justice judges say. If a child is living in my house, eating my food, drinking my water and my juice, he's going to do what I say, or the law is just going to have to come and get me. You see? Hey, I feel the same way like you now. Tuskegee, I feel like you. And uh, uh, I also want to add one more uh, quick quick point before we get off the the, the air. Another key, you you, you know of this, uh, learning Ms. Cardi, along with the the communication between parent and uh, uh, t- teenager, parents, uh, they don't do this now, but you used to do it back then. Know all of your teenager's friends. Absolutely. Know, 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 uh, know, know your teenager's friends and know their uh, uh, parents. When I was a kid growing, growing up, when my sister was a kid growing up, uh, our mom knew, our mom and our dad knew knew all of our friends' names, 
they knew all all of our friends' parents' names. And if if they didn't know know who our friends were, we just wasn't allowed to uh, 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 hang out uh, uh, with them. And that's all I have I have to say. This is uh, Brother Blondie saying so long. Don't forget tomorrow at 3 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio, Black Anti-Defamation Council will meet at 899 East Broad Street as we will discuss the case of Officer Tammy Scott of Whitehall and the incident with Virginia Dotson, 84-year-old uh, woman who she had to tackle down in the Walmart parking lot to get a knife uh, taken out of her hand. Do your thing. Yeah, caller. One seven one two. I want to thank you very much for your views on this, and I hope that you will join us next week because we're going to do a follow up on this. And you know, and I just want to say again, it's a refreshing thing to hear someone come on and stand up and speak up and speak out about a thing and not be afraid what nobody thinks because that's what's wrong with the people. They're not afraid. They have been afraid to talk about issues that really, really do mean a difference, you know. It really does. They are fearful of this. And we, this radio, this radio, blog talk radio show that we do, our job is to encourage you to speak about things that you normally would not speak about because if you don't, it will never get hurt, it will never get dealt with, it will never be made aware to those that may be going through things. I want to thank you very much, caller, for calling in. I hope to hear from you next week, Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time here in Columbus where we are and hope to hear from you then too. Yes, and I, I also want to say... All right, thank you. I want to also say to anybody else that is listening to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, it is our intentions to bring information that will help you, help you, help revitalize the way you think, and also to heal you because if you don't speak about these things, you will not heal from the hurts that happen to families. This is how we get victimized because we won't speak up. This is how lies come in and that we don't speak up, okay? So please take us serious when we say that on when the families and victims of fraud, you know, issues that we talk about, stand up, speak up, and speak out about them and listen to us while we listen to you because everybody needs to hear your story. Thank you for listening in to the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. Just like I'm